We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. The first overall selection in the 2021 NHL Draft and the winner of the 2021 draft lottery is the nightcap with Zach Jones on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome in everybody. Zach Jones with you for the nightcap here as we get ready just about an hour away from the NHL draft lottery. Tonight I am joined by the wonderful, the gracious Definitely taking time out of his day, Brayton Wilson, to come hang out with me, talk. We're going to be doing a bit of an extended nightcap tonight to cover the entire NHL draft lottery. Starts at 8, should be done by 8.30, so that's exciting. It's always one of the more underlying fun nights of the year, the NHL draft lottery. We get to whine and complain about how draft lotteries are the most stupid thing in the whole world and that there shouldn't exist and it should just be, hey, he finishes the worst team, you get the first pick, just like the NFL. I, you know, my thing here with draft lotteries, just to start out right here, I adore them. I absolutely love them. It makes tanking kind of more fun because even if you don't finish as the worst team, if you tanked hard enough, you've got a shot. It, like, it makes everything just feel like it's still a competition all the way to the end, and then it's completely out of your hands. Like right, like right at the finish line, it's completely out of your hands. And with the 2023 NHL draft, it is not just a random, oh, he's really good and he's the number one overall pick, but, you know, there is potential that he, you know, he may miss. It is a guy in Connor Bedard who many compare to the likes of Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and those players. And it is by, he's by every metric a franchise altering player. And there's a number of teams at the top who really have never had that kind of player. There's always the concerns that there's going to be these top players like a Bedard or like even a McDavid that, oh, this guy is getting all this tout mm-hmm. and talent, but the second he steps into the NHL, oh, yeah. it might be an Alexander fast. Dagg or a Patrick Stefan sort of situation where they never transition correctly or they can't, they can't deal with the NHL yep. physicality and the speed and everything like that. Well, if you've ever watched any of these top prospects, you know... See, it, it translates pretty well it, with today's it style. It translates game. very well. Yeah, I mean, very well. I mean, the, for the people, because trust me, I, I heard it plenty when we were talking about the 2015 NHL oh, draft yeah, with baby. the uh, Connor McDavid mm-hmm. and Jack Eichels, where, oh, well, what happens if Connor McDavid comes into the NHL and just doesn't trans? Do you watch the NHL today and do you watch Connor McDavid yeah. play? And look how it's transitioned eight years later. Connor McDavid is the, the best, best player in the NHL. By far, there's no comparison. He's running away with it. Like, I mean, Leon Dreisaitl right now in the playoffs, I think I believe is two points ahead of him in terms of total playoff points scored this season. But, like, McDavid 
is on another level. It their 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 power play is shooting at fifty six percent right now that, that they score. I mean, it's just it, it is it is unreal what Edmonton has been able to build with really just bringing in McDavid. They get Leon Draisaitl the year prior, third overall. Then they get McDavid the next year at number one. But just unbelievable talent there. The Sabers though. While technically can win the lottery, they cannot get the number one overall pick. They are at 13. The highest they can go is number three overall. Right now, the team sitting in that spot as we kind of wait it out is the Chicago Blackhawks at one. It is Anaheim, two Columbus, four San Jose, and five Montreal with teams like Arizona, Philadelphia, and Washington kind of dropping that rest of that top eight. I... This draft class has been compared to 2015, which which is the draft class with McDavid and Eichel. And I think that's where it's still very exciting as a Sabres fan because there's a real chance here with how good your prospect pool already is that you can add another potential blue-chip kind of player just slots right into an already loaded prospect pool. And we're, we're kind of getting there already with the Sabres where we already know you're not going to be able to keep all of these forwards that they have drafted over the years. And now... If you add in another guy, let's say they do win the lottery just right off the top and they go third overall, there's another player who many are considering a near-generational player in Matvey Mitchkov, and he is a right-winger, left-winger, regardless he's a winger. Winger, yeah, winger. And he is a guy that is breaking all kinds of records in Russia, a lot of records that Alexander Ovechkin himself set when he was younger coming up in Russia. I mean, it's just... This class is absolutely loaded, and there is a potential where like a guy like him could fall because of his, his KHL contract. I believe goes to 2025-2026. And there's also, you know, there's always the wild card of Russian players of will they actually want to come over to the States? Will they want to come to the NHL? But Buffalo might be that perfect team for him where you draft him, you stash him away for two or three years, let him develop, let him grow into his body, you know, 20, 21 years old when he comes over. And he is like just right from the get-go, can kind of come in, kind of like a Kirill Kaprizov does for Minnesota when he finally came over from the KHL. First season, kind of getting used to it, but was still an amazing player right right from the get-go for Minnesota. And then by year two, he's a 100-point scorer. Right. With with Matt Vay-Mitchkoff, my hot take, and I think I told you my hot take with him earlier this year, was you know things were going to play out with the, the war in Russia mm-hmm. and his contract in the KHL with him being over there through 2026. Teams might see that and be like, I don't, I don't know how we should do that, how we should go about that, and, and whether or not they draft him at the top. And just the fact of the matter that he's also kind of a smaller built winger. He's 5'10". Yes, he he's listed at 148 on EliteProspects.com. I think he's a little bigger than that. But the thing about Mitchkov is the talent is undeniable with him. The way he skates, the way mm-hmm. he sees the ice, he, he takes command of the game when the puck is on his stick. I mean, just let alone with the the performances that he's put up in the past. He put up a, an under-18 World Championship in 2021, 16 points in seven games, 12 of those were goals. He led the tournament in goals. Uh, not only that, but he, I mean, for his junior team that year, he put up 35 goals, 52 points in 50 games. Uh, as a 16-year-old with the under-16 team, at least with his junior team, he had 109 points. 70 of those were goals in just 26. Six games. I mean, the the talent that he has, the ability for him to be able to take command when the puck is on his stick, his ability to score, his ability to be a playmaker is certainly undeniable. Yes, it's unfortunate that the situation is playing out where yes. he's over in the KHL. There's the there's the the controversy, the very 
big widespread controversy with Russia and their war right now with Ukraine. And also just the fact that he's going to be likely spending time over in Russia throughout the rest of his contract, which makes it another concern of, well, if you draft him this high, do you really think he might hold out and stay in Russia the entire time? Or do you actually believe he's going to come over to the NHL and contribute right away when his contract expires come the 2026-27 season? There's, There's questions there that are certainly needing to be answered, but... From my perspective, you cannot pass up on a talented player like Mitchkov just because of those factors. You, if, if you draft him and you take him, you're, you know that if you can get him over here, he might be a dynamic, game-changing player for you. And he might not even have to be on your top line. It's, it's like, yeah. Let's yeah, just, for instance, can, yeah. say the Sabres win the third pick in the draft lottery. They move up the 10 spots. They sit there at three. Bedard goes one, Fantilli goes two, as expected. Mm-hmm. Then you're sitting there at number three, and you've got Matt Mitchkov on the board. Like, I'm legitimately, if I'm the Sabres, with the the given the build that they have right now, he's a guy that you bring him in, and in the, the two, three years, or however long he's going to stay over in Russia and continue to develop, and then make the jump to the NHL. There's a potential he joins the NHL roster right away and becomes a dynamic playmaker, probably a Calder Trophy finalist. Mm-hmm depending on who else is coming out in that class, could be the Calder Trophy winner just with his ability alone. He is so dynamic, and if if the Sabres were able to add him, whether that's the third pick or if my hot take is correct from earlier this year, he manages to somehow fall down to 13 to the Sabres, fine. You were so into that, too, when you were talking. I was. To me and Josh about it, too, where you're just like, it can happen, and and, and it can. It can. There's a lot of teams at the top of the draft who Mitch Koff has that undeniable – ability but they kind of need like that player now I think the only team that's down at the bottom that really can kind of stand back we're going to just keep accumulating young pieces and start rebuilding is is I think Chicago and like San Jose and we'll see where that kind of winds up with them but like Anaheim I think is going to really want like just that guy now either be Bedard or Fantilli which it it is likely they have the number one odds that they won't drop down that far I think they're probably going to be within one or two but I mean, his his ability is is so dynamic, and and I, I've read a few things about like if Mitchkov falls, who's who's the team that could like you know benefit from not even just having him, but who he could benefit from going to. And Buffalo has been a, a team I keep seeing, and it is partially because the Sabers are really loaded at forward. They can kind of wait you out. They've already got guys like Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner on that top line with Tage Thompson. They don't need you right away. He can and 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 you can understandably be a little worried about him being 5'10", 148. And like you were saying, he's probably a bit bigger. But when you do look at a guy like Connor Bedard, who's, you know, I got him listed here on Tankathon at 5'10", 185. Yeah. There is that fear of like, all right, is he that much smaller than <laughs> it him? Is, it is quite amazing at the the listing, especially for Connor Bedard, because, yes, he is a little bit of a smaller guy, but he, he is so strong on the puck. And, yes, it's junior hockey, but the way that he was able to fight off defenders that were significantly bigger than yep. him and be able to just blow by guys with his speed and his skating ability, it is it just gives you flashbacks to Connor McDavid during his days with the Erie Otters back in 2013, 2014, 2015. He is so dynamic. And when you look at Matt Mitchkov, yes, the listing is is potentially concerning, but... I think overall, if he even if he just adds a little bit more body weight, I mean, if he if he can get to like a, a, a Kirill Kaprizov, I actually want to bring up Kirill Kaprizov mm-hmm. and his his listing real quick to see if there's what kind of 
Uh, I can't spell real quick. That's okay. Sorry, Spelling the, is difficult. Sometimes I have the problems that Howard did where it's like I can't multitask by typing and talking and doing <laughs> all the stuff. Kirill Kaprizov is 5'10", 202. If Matt Bay Mitchkov can be able to get to that sort of body build like a Kirill Kaprizov at 202, with the type of skill that he has, he will exceed Kirill Kaprizov's capabilities. When I was talking back when I was talking to people for the 2021 draft, Sabres were drafting one overall, talking to Owen Power. There was a point where we started to get wind that the two, the 2023 draft, not even 2022, the 2022 draft was good enough, but the 2023 draft, mm-hmm. I was asking draft analysts, draft experts about that draft, and a number of them continuously said, Connor Bedard is the Sidney Crosby in this draft, and Matvey Mitchkoff is the Alexander Ovechkin in the same draft class. If you have Crosby and Ovechkin going at the top of the class, that's incredible. And the only reason Matvey Mitchkoff at this point is not going to go number two to whoever wins that pick Mm -hmm. for the draft lottery is solely because he's Russian. There's that Russian factor and the whole whole situation going on with Russia, Ukraine. Yeah, you ultimately have just no idea. And honestly, you really have no idea when when that's going to kind of be settled if Mitch Koff will ever even want to come over to the States. By the way, Kapil Kaprizov, 2015 draft as well mm-hmm. in the fifth round to in the, the fifth Minnesota round. Wild. Yeah. And like, that's the thing, too. And, and Kaprizov, I believe, was picked in the fifth round sort of because he had that KHL contract. You really didn't know when he would come over. I think he came over at the age of 22, too. So, I mean, like Minnesota did not see him for quite a while after drafting him. Yeah, But y- y- you waited out, and now he's kind of the only reason why Minnesota is as good as they are. He really was willing them to wins this past year. Uh, he dealt with a few more injuries than last year. Last year he played 81 games, 101 points. This year, or uh, 108 points, excuse me. This year, 67 games played, still 40 goals and 75 points. 25 now. I mean, just if you can get a player like that on the Sabres. And I, I, I've talked about how this how I feel about the Sabres going forward, and it just it does feel like they are building it truly the correct way, that they, they've got all these young prospects, that they're building that – where these guys are coming up together, there's that chemistry really forming. And and you look back at a lot of like the, the great Sabres teams that we do talk about quite often. The 99 Cup Final was essentially Dominic Hasek willing a rather mediocre team to a Stanley Cup Final. It was the hardest working team in hockey, mm-hmm. yes, but they were not they were not that talented. It, no. was, it was Hasek doing the greatest goalie of all time things. Right. And then you look at that that 05, 06, that window. From 04 to like 07, that window, it's just too short that ultimately in their primes it's kind of cut down because <laughs> well ownership and, and 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 not being able to pay the guys like that you know Chris Drury and Danny Briere where now you look at the Sabres in their current form some of the key pieces are already locked into seven year contracts and other guys like Devin Levi are coming up and he's got the potential based off of everything we saw in college and then the six seven games we saw this year of being the next great Sabres goalie. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Dominic Hasek or Ryan Miller, but at least be the next great Sabres goalie because this, this team does seem to always have very good goaltenders when they're good. He has all that potential. This team does seem like two, three years away from really being that team that is on top of the world in the East. And if you add a guy like a Mitchkoff or let's say they still win the lottery or they're able to move up to like five or six, you add in a guy like a Leo Carlson, they just – it. it this almost seems close to unfair. If, if you're the rest of the league, you'll be looking around going, 
oh, cool. So when they figure it out, they figure it all out. Awesome. Great. By the way, you mentioned the leading, uh, the, the scoring for the uh, NHL 1999 Stanley Cup playoffs. You want to take a gander oh, at yeah, baby. who was the top scorer for the Sabres? It's oh. a tie. Oh, no. I am I am this is just pretty the, this sure is in the Stanley you're Cup finals. never going to get this. You I, might. Actually, let me rephrase. You might, but it would take kind of an out-of-the-box Oh, you were, guess. you were so much closer with me not being able to get yeah. it. i got to look at the roster just to have some of the names. <laughs> Ooh, let's see. Where do I want to go with this? Where mm-hmm. do I want to go? I could give you hints if you would like. Yeah, give me some hints. Yep. First hint, not a forward. Well, there goes Satan. Okay, mm-hmm. sweet. Miro Satan um, that year finished with... Uh, I got to scroll down a bit. Where is Miro Shatan here on this list? He didn't score very much at all. Eight points in 12 games. Okay. All right. I think he might have been hurt, though, too, for part of it. Jay McKee. No. Man, this is not Another going well. Another good guess. This is not going well. I'm like trying to like not see my forwards. Next, my next guess for you will instantly give it away. Ooh. Instantly. Right. Give me it because it may not. He scored in overtime. Again in the Stanley Cup final. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! This oh, is no. bad. This is oh, bad. This is really bad. You should be ashamed because I don't know it. I don't. Oh my goodness! Oh. All right, who is it? Who is it? It's Jason Woolley. How many points did he have? Fifteen points in twenty. Or let's see, fifteen points in twenty-one games. Oh lordy! He and Alexei Zhitnik were tied for the team lead wow. in points that year. Fifteen points in twenty-one games. Not great. I mean, it's just, a it's, team, it's just not good. A team that made the Stanley Cup final in 1999 against the Dallas Stars group that that comprised of Mike Madano, Joe Newendike, Jamie Langbruner, Brett Hall, Ed Belfour, Yuri Lettinen. Those are just some of the names. Sergei Zuboff was their best I was defenseman. Say, so what you're telling me is a pretty good team. That was a pretty good team <laughs> going up against team. a Sabres team that was... I think a lot of people could say mediocre. They got to the playoffs. They found their way through the into the Stanley Cup final, and they put up a, a fight. But I mean, I mean, the, just, I mean, they they had a hot goalie. The and, Sabres and, and that and that hot goalie, even on a bad night, the is Sabres had a better chance to win the Stanley Cup in 2006 and didn't even make it to the Stanley Cup final. Yep, that's what irritates me the most about that year is because that team from top to bottom was built exactly at the time of that way they style a play that they had. That team was built from top to bottom to win the Stanley Cup. And all that took them down was injuries on the blue line. That was it. Staff infections, baby. And Lives in infamy. And I'm telling you what, if Tim Connolly never got the concussion in Game 2 against Ottawa... Not only is he a changed man the rest of his career, but that team, the Sabres, might be totally built differently. We took if Tim a Connelly number of calls on this on this station last week, late in, late in the week, due, due to the anniversary of Game One against Ottawa. Uh-huh. That, that, what was it? Yep. Seven to six. Seven to game, six. Overtime winner, Chris Drury. Yep. And Tim Connolly scored of, twice. I heard from a lot of people who said very much the same thing that if Connolly doesn't get hurt. It's like I don't even care about the defenseman. If Connolly doesn't get hurt, they're winning. And then Bulldog brought up the fact that he was hearing from people during that time as well that people were saying Connolly might have been the best player in hockey at that point. And it's it, it is and that's but that was my thing with with that team. Look how short lived that is. It is a two year run. In reality, I give them like oh four to like oh seven oh eight or whatever, just because there were still pieces there. Obviously, Vanek and Roy and and Connolly are still on that team, and, and and you know Miller's there as well. But it's it's so short lived. It is such a flash in the pan shooting star, and that's where the Sabers group feels different. They're already signing in 
extensions to a lot of the core pieces, and they're long extensions. And it's not like a lot of these players are sitting here going, "Ooh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assign them to that." Like Cousins gets a seven-year extension, is a thirty-goal scorer on a line with two rookies. What's what's he going to do next year with with him being just twenty-one himself? You have Tage Thompson, who's now a ninety-point scorer, maybe the best offensive player the Sabers have had. Since Danny Briere, I mean, it's it's arguable with him and Eichel. Eichel got hurt a lot here and was not able to play full seasons. But I mean, there's a reason why Tage is the first 90 point scorer since Briere, and it's 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 so interesting where the Sabers are at now. And that's where, like, even with the Sabers not necessarily being at the top of the draft lottery, we are not in that competition at all. Thankfully, yes, Bernard is amazing, but thankfully that at least for now period feels over with. But for me a big thing of, of what I'm paying attention to with this draft lottery is who gets Bedard. Because there are a number of teams in the Eastern Conference who, if he goes there, I love the Sabres' potential. I love their potential of potentially dominating the East for the next 5 to 10 years. But if a Bedard goes to a place like Montreal, that is terrifying. That is Montreal might be, I think for me at least, the team I very much am looking at going, that is maybe a worst case scenario. I think reality that might be a worst case. Is scenario. that is that the team where you just see the name or you see the first overall pick goes to the Montreal Canadiens and you're just like you cringe inside? Is that like the one where it's like the big bugaboos start to come out? I think so because there's other teams I don't mm-hmm. want him to go to. Chicago, Arizona. I've, I've mentioned those earlier today when I was on the Extra Point Show um, in relief for Sal and Joe who were covering the morning run today and. Arizona, I just, I, I, it's tough for me to take Arizona seriously with them playing in a college <laughs> arena, and it feels like they're being coddled by, by the NHL itself with Gary Bettman. So I, it's tough for me to take them seriously. Chicago, everything behind the scenes there, yeah, that karmically deserves to go poorly for them. But Montreal has been a team I've been thinking about a lot today, where I'm just like, ooh, I don't like how that could go. That that could very quickly become a big problem for a lot of us, just because. They already have a lot of good young talent. They mm-hmm. already have a, a ton of good young talent. And they kind of were passed in terms of the the Eastern Conference, the young teams that were, were getting good. They were kind of passed by Buffalo, Detroit, and Ottawa. Ottawa and Detroit, I think very specifically last offseason with Ottawa making a ton of big moves. Detroit having Steve Eiserman, so most of us just believe that they're going to be great Ugh. very, very soon. And then Buffalo, by the end of this year, very clearly was yeah. a top-tier young team. Tate Thompson went from... Ooh, he might be a one-year wonder too. Okay, we're gonna start seeing Mario Lemieux comparisons now. Right. Well, let's let's take out of the equation the teams that cannot win the number one pick in this year's draft. So Ottawa down. So Ottawa because if it's a top ten, if it's a top, top ten five. pick, they go to two. Yep. They keep the pick, and then next year's pick goes to Arizona. But if they don't win it, yep, they remain at twelve. And their pick goes to Arizona as part of the conditions of the Jacob Chicken trade. Buffalo can't win. Pittsburgh can't win. Nashville can't win. And Calgary can't win. So Mm -hmm. that leaves uh, the following teams that can win the number one pick. Vancouver, St. Louis, Detroit, Washington, Philadelphia, Montreal, San Jose, Chicago, Columbus, Anaheim. Anaheim has the best odds at 25.5 or uh, let's see, number one overall, 25.5%. And Columbus is next at 13.5%. Chicago at 11.5%. And for me, I look at this list of teams that are available to win the number one overall pick, and I see three that I'm okay with. I don't like any of them, but you're, you're three that you're okay. Three with. that I'm okay, okay with, and the other ones I'm very much just kind of like, 
uh, like blah, like wanting to kind of puke in my mouth a little mm-hmm. bit. The three teams that I'm fine with him going to, Columbus. I think that probably is my number one team. We, we've talked if he a goes lot to Columbus, that, yep. that'd be great. He's in an, he's in a local market. He's in a uh, he's in the United States. You can market him pretty well. You can market the rest of the the Blue Jackets and what they're doing, which they're kind of an okay team right now. But if you add Bedard to the mix, they'll probably be better. San Jose is my next team. Again, mm-hmm. another U.S. market. I, I, let's let's just start here. The thing of it is. Don't let Bedard go to another Canadian market. Don't yep. let him go to another Canadian market. We saw what happened with Connor McDavid going to Edmonton and how, at the time, NBC was promoting it all, and it was just like, they don't want to put him on national TV. Why? Because it's Canada. Yep. Okay. It's great. It's Western Conference, too. It's the only thing that's bad about the San Jose situation is that that's the West Conference. It's going to be 10 o'clock starts every night for them yep. when they're at home. It's not great. It's not good. But it's an NH- it's a U.S. market, so it's like, okay, fine, whatever. And honestly, my third pick, I don't even know. <laughs> I have a surprise I said, one that, I said that I'm kind of liking now. I said three. Anaheim is okay, but it, I mean, they got Zegras already. They got McTavish. They got a bunch of other so guys that are fun. really young, good, fun. Adding Bedard, okay, sure, but I mean. Give me St. Louis here. Give me St. Louis Why? Here. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. I kind of like the idea of St. Louis jumping all the way up. That would be good. St. Louis, like is, St. Louis is just boring to me. I don't know. So I, I I hadn't thought about them until I'm I'm looking now at the top ten and I'm like, ooh, the NHL would that love could be good. The NHL would love these markets to have Connor Bedard as their number one mm-hmm. pick. Chicago, absolutely, obviously, Montreal, obviously. Yep. Despite them being a Canadian market, Montreal, still Montreal still is one of the biggest hockey markets in the entire world why not philadelphia absolutely yep they would love that and probably washington and detroit oh i hate i hate the idea of washington sneaky joe yeah. put up a tweet this morning saying that that was his number one team to get him i didn't listen to why? the because segment he plays I, with ovechkin i think it's a part of it is like probably. you know for a fact number one washington will be able to stay competitive but then He's just going to set up Ovechkin to score all and, the goals. And Ovechkin, we know, will and will we'll break the record yeah. easily. Which I think we're kind of at a point now. I don't. I don't want to say it's likely, but I think we're all kind of like under the assumption it it, it will happen yeah, eventually. Absolutely, hundred percent. I would think so, given the contract that he has, given the rate that he's still putting up goals, and kind of the way he plays as well. He's not. He's not yeah. destroying his body out there to get <laughs> to get goals. Well, listen. He goes out there and he still runs his body around like he did as an 18-year-old by throwing big body checks and willing to go that style of play. You you think that maybe in the later years he starts to smarten up and not go that hard every time and maybe not take those hits or go out and throw those hits. But at the same point, as long as he's not getting injured and he's continuously doing it with success, why not continue to play that way? Yeah, why until, change it? Why until change literally it? your body can't take it anymore, and it's just a matter of, okay, I'm trying to play just to score all the goals, and that's it. He gives me Yamir Yager vibes where, like, he's going to be, like, 45, and he's still in Washington. Like, still scoring goals. It may dip now to, like, 20, 25, <laughs> but he's still going to be doing I'm it. I'm telling you, I, I think Ovechkin will get it in the next three years. Three years? I, that I, makes I think, sense, yeah. I think by, what, that would be... 23, 24, 24, 25. Probably by the 25, 26 season, he'll get there. Okay. I, I got to bring up his totals real quick just to see where he's at right now. Like just be, just to reminder. make sure. Just, just to make sure. Alex Ovechkin right now is at 822 goals. He needs 894, 895, one of those. So 
I mean, I he like put it. up 42 this year. You put up 40 in the next two. He, he could get it in two years. Yep, he could. He could. At the very least, he's going to get it in 25-26, and it could be as early as the 24-25 season. If he scores two more 40-goal campaigns, that's 80 goals. That would give him 109. It would give him 902 goals in his career, which is well beyond Gretzky. Yep. I like it. I it's like it. Very possible. I think that's in that's, the next two years. I think that's definitely the interesting idea to have Connor Bedard there. For me, at least, if they fall into the same situation for me of like Detroit and even a Pittsburgh. If they were high enough to do this, I, you were you were good for a long time. You've had that generational talent. I'd like someone else to have that guy in their jersey. I, I really, really would. I am. I'm about the kind of the parody of the league and 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 teams being able to able to have these stars that just become icons in their city. Like Columbus to me really is that's the team I want. I, I will actively be really happy. I'd for be fine Columbus. with that too. You, I, like they're in the East and that kind of sucks, but I, I would be all about it, I think. I'd be I really fine would. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with him going to a metro team, even if it's the Flyers. <laughs> I really kinda just, That would be such a culture crash. Oh, that would, I'd love oh it. my god. That would be fun. John Tortorella He's yeah. going to pull off a of Michigan, and, and oh Torts is going to absolutely lose Yikes. his mind. It's going to be great. Uh, when you come back, you want to do a draft drill? Let's do All it. All right. We're going to come right back. We are taking your calls at 803-0550 after this quick timeout. This is the NHL Draft Lottery Special of the Nightcap, and you're listening to WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Feel like I'm always trying to be creative and and you know find guys open. Have my head up and, and be looking around the ice and uh, try to make the right play. Creativity. Likely number one overall pick of the 2023 NHL draft, Connor Bedard. There, 
Brayton. It's exciting, man. It's exciting times. We just went through the NFL draft, three days of <laughs> craziness. I like that the NHL draft yeah. is – I'm a big draft junkie for the NFL, but I like that the NHL draft is like, no, no, we're going to have everyone in one city. They're all going to sit around tables, and we're going to have it done in like two days. That's the best part about it. It's the best part about it because it gets done in a heartbeat. Night one, it, night one, round one of the draft, it's the show. That's it's, every draft. That makes sense. Right. It's the glamour. It's the glitz of it. It's the prospects come down from sitting with their parents. You see them giving the hugs and the kisses to their moms and dads. They put They're the hugging their on. siblings. Oh, yeah. They put the jersey on. They meet the commissioner. It's great. It's wonderful. And every prospect gets it. It's not yeah. like a select few prospects get invited. Every single prospect gets an invite to the draft, especially if they are likely to be drafted at some point during the entirety of the draft. Day two comes around. That's rounds two through seven. And it flies by in about four to five hours. So great. It is so good. So much faster than the day three of the NFL draft where it took, what, seven hours to complete? Round five took an hour and a half. I felt all all that time. I felt all of that time. Yeah, because you were were on the air with Nate. And then Nate had to leave. And then you took over. And I remember just listening to you in, like, round seven. You're like, "The, the Bills are up in, like, eight picks, but... They could trade back here I again. Got, I got through the last two hours by basically being like, the Bills will not pay yeah. again. <laughs> like, well, I listen, like, they're going to keep trading. Listen, it's going to be amazing. It would have been nice if they just stayed where they were in the fifth and sixth mm-hmm. round, got rid of the, you know, got done with the day, yep. kind of pat their hands and just say, hey, we did a really nice job. Good job I understand team. why they traded back, though, to get more draft capital and especially some future capital they for officially, next year. They officially have 10 picks now in next yeah. year's draft, which, which makes is it interesting. It makes it interesting years. because oh, yeah. they could use some of that to help play or you know help their team out at the trade deadline. Thank goodness. They, they used a sixth rounder on Naheem or a fourth rounder on Naheem Himes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know. That was you, it. That, I mean, that was they had the seven was picks. It fourth or sixth. Either way, they traded Zach Moss, and I think it was a sixth. So it was a Moss and sixth for Hines. Yep. It's just like you get that extra added capital in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and it's like, hey, we can go out on the trade deadline, and we can add a really nice piece defensively or offensively and just give up one of the picks that we acquired for this upcoming draft. So be it. It mm-hmm. helps the Bills. But in, in terms of hockey, though, like this draft is, is – very unique, very different from like the NFL draft just because of the way that it's handled, especially with like day two. And then not only that, brutal, but brutal. we were talking a little bit in the break. The culture of like mock drafts in the NHL is nowhere close to the NFL. And not only that, oh, yeah, and, close. and not only that, even like the past few years, like the amount of people doing NHL mock drafts and like having fun with it. It's honestly gone down, and it bums me out. Mm. I always, I, I, I always try to get out at least a mock the day of the draft. Yeah, whoever's, yeah. you know, whatever. It's, it's fun. I enjoy doing it. It allows me to kind of read up, refreshing up on some of these prospects coming up. And to be honest, I haven't done as much of it as I would like to this year. I've watched a good number of these prospects. I haven't wa- gotten the chance to see all of them or learn more about all of them. But certainly, it's one of those things where. In the in the weeks leading up to this year's draft, I'll probably be trying to do as much of that as possible. You're gonna cram. It's okay. The, yeah, the college student is still there <laughs> in you. It still is there, despite me wanting to shove there. it away. It's still get there. out of here. Cramming last minute work. Oh, absolutely, that'll never leave you. That'll never leave you. All right. Well, speaking of mock drafts, do you want to do it? Let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Let's do let's do a let's do a draft drill here. Here we go. All right, so how this works, Zach, in the past is we go to tankathon.com. 
We I've, see I've the, had that up all day. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, we could do this multiple times if you want to before the draft happens. We're 21 minutes and 20 seconds away from the NHL draft lottery, and we're going to do a sim lottery right now. And we've done this several times in the past when the, when the Sabres were in the better running for the, the NHL draft. But we'll do it here. Will the Sabres get a win in one of the two picks and move up 10 spots? Let's hit Sim Lottery. And no, the Sabres do not in this one. Do they stay at 13? They stay at 13. Yep. It took it took uh, Josh Schmidt this morning 13 tries to get it. <laughs> and we were pretty stoked it only took 13 tries. Yeah. All right. So anyway, here is your top 10 teams. Actually, top 11 because we'll, we'll stick with the 11 teams that can win the number one pick. Mm-hmm. 11, Vancouver. No surprise. 10, St. Louis. No surprise. 9, Detroit. No surprise. 8, Washington. No surprise. 7, Philadelphia. No surprise. 6, Arizona. No surprise. San Jose. 5th. Moving down 1. That means Montreal has won one of the top picks in the 2023 NHL Draft. Number 4. Chicago moving down one slot. Number three, Columbus moves down one slot. So that means Anaheim has won the other draft lottery selection. Good. Good. So now this is the part of the program where we say we go to break. We'll come back and we'll give you the results of the number one overall pick. Give you the team who's going to win Connor Bedard. (laughs) They won't say that necessarily because they'll keep it so general and generic where it's like everyone knows Connor Bedard's going to this team number one overall. But they're never going to mention Connor Bedard. They'll probably have Connor Bedard as a guest, and it oh, won't yeah. be like McDavid when he got picked iconic, to Edmonton. And just, iconic moment for me. He just looked so dejected with that. that. Man it was, was so hilarious furious that he was going to Western Canada. Yeah, he was furious. He had a chance to go to Buffalo. He had a chance to go to Toronto. He had oh, a chance yeah, to. I mean, he didn't. He probably wouldn't have wanted to go to Arizona. Was Carolina, had, was Carolina high up there too? Uh, don't I think, think so. I think so. I think they were. Oh man, he 2015 had, he, he had NHL so draft. Potential. This is where this is where my my mind kind of like goes back, and it's like, where did Carolina pick? Carolina picked fifth. Noah Hannafin. Yep, that's right. If you had given me like the draft order, because like we did this with like Brayton's beautiful mind that you remember because you mm-hmm. were you were helping me out during the days where I ran the morning show. And they would just be like, all right, we're going to go through the 2012 NHL draft. Brayton, pick number 12 belonged to the Flames. Oh, yeah, the Flames, they they picked this. Oh, what? what, Either way. Uh, Yeah. Okay, we're back from break now. Thanks again, everybody, for uh, sticking with us here. Now let's go to Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly with the reveal of the number one overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft. You got to milk milk that, too. You got to take like 30, 40 seconds opening up the card really slowly. All right. right, I'll do my best Bill Daly impersonation. Tell a story. The first pick. Actually, no, I got to do this. First off, I'd like to congratulate the two teams that are still here with the number one overall pick, Montreal, Anaheim. Congratulations, and hopefully uh, you will be able to land yourself a really nice player with one of these two picks. Now with the first overall selection in the winner of the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery, the Montreal Canadiens. So Montreal wins the draft lottery for a... Second straight year, that means they can't win it again mm-hmm. the very next year, according to the new draft lottery rules. And Anaheim falls to number two, where they will probably take Adam Fantilli, number two. 
So Connor Bedard goes one to Montreal. Adam Fantilli goes two to the Anaheim Ducks. And the draft really begins at number three yep. when you get to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Is Columbus a team that would that would have the patience to take Mitchkoff? I would say so. I think they should be. I wonder, though, if Johnny Goudreau is going to kind of throw a wrench into that, where it's like, mm. but we need our, our top guy to be with our top free agent signing ever, the, the, the but, first guy that actually chose to go to Columbus and not leave. But the thing I is, mean, is that with, with a guy like Mitchkov, he you know will learn from Johnny Goudreau. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to bring up the cap-friendly situation with Columbus real quick just to see kind of where they're at going forward. Oh, cap friendly with Columbus. Their number one center on the team right now is Jack Roslovic, arguably. Kent Johnson's there as well. Yep. Kent Johnson has played more as a winger. Honestly, if I'm the Blue Jackets, I'm probably taking Leo Carlson. Yeah, you got you got to get some centered up because there. he is to. he is a very big centerman. He's got a lot of potential mm-hmm. down the middle. Is he as talented as Mitchkoff? No, but his overall game and his offensive flair that he does provide and he the way he gets to the net. I made mention of this to you during one of the breaks. Leo Carlson kind of reminds me of uh, like a, a more offensively skilled Tomas Holmstrom, mm-hmm. but he's a center instead of a, a winger. Yes. He's a guy that will go to the net and he's just he's big too. That's the thing. Like if you're Columbus, you're probably it, it, with with the lack of center depth that's there, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at a team like a Minnesota who really is a lot of wingers and Joel Eriksnek, and that's that's and that's their only center depth, and th- and that kind of killed them in their series against Dallas, where when he was injured and, and trying to get healthy, it just they they had no one else up the middle. I think yep. they could be a team that really is going to call Kevin Adams a lot about a guy like a Casey Middlestap. Mm-hmm. I think they could be that team. Looking yeah. at Montreal real quick and how much of a hellscape scenario this actually is. <laughs> Cole Caulfield uh, in forty six games had twenty six goals. Yep. I don't want him there no. with then also a guy like a Nick Suzuki. And then... Yeah, Nick Suzuki. H- how do you feel about Uriah Slavkovsky? How do you feel about him overall? Uriah Slavkovsky, Uriah Slavkovsky. Um, yeah, the 2022 draft class was really weird just because Shane Wright probably should have been number one. His slide in the draft and, and leading up to it just... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I, I just don't know how to explain it other than just some people thought he had a bad attitude and his talent and his production dropped. His production dropped, and it, it, for me though, it really started coming out quite aggressively the, like the last two months before the draft. That like teams mm-hmm. do not like his attitude. Yeah, and I think it was a, it was really telling that a team like Montreal, where Wright is from, did not take him first overall, and then oh, he fell, man. and then he fell to fourth. I also, I also just thought about all the people that got the Shane Wright jerseys from for the Canadians, yeah, and then baby. they went Slavkovsky, and it was like, uh, well, I mean, if there's any consolation, you could just sell the jersey, and then you totally could, could just go buy Connor Bedard in this case, if you really oh, wanted to. Immediately, you're just like, all right, well, yeah. I guess we won in well, the end. I guess we. Well, won. I mean, Montreal's in a in a pretty decent situation. Nick Suzuki is your number one center eventually until Connor Bedard takes over, and then he becomes your number two, which is a really good situation because that's a Bedard one two right there. Bedard is so good. Christian Dvorak right now, um, Kirby Doc, Jake Evans, your center depth as well. Yeah, they're they're pretty well set up down the middle for a while. They'll be okay. If they get like it. Bedard. Uh, then at number four, 
I think this is where Mitchkoff goes off the board to Chicago. Chicago, Chicago feels so. like a perfect team for him. I, I, I yeah. don't want them to really do well here, but they would do really well getting Mitchkoff. Yeah. They're a team that feels like we're going to go into a hardcore rebuild soon and that Mitchkoff could just be that prize tool <laughs> yeah. sitting away in the KHL in their prospect pool, and you're just like, we're just waiting for him to come yeah. over here at 21, 22 years yeah, old. Yeah, the problem, though, is that their center depth especially with Taves gone. is also not good. It's <laughs> also good. really bad. They could go for a center here. And, and, I mean, if Leo Carlson's off the board, they got Will Smith from the U.S. Development Program. Mm-hmm. They could go with Dalibor Dvarsky from Sweden. He's playing with Sweden, but he's a Slovak, I think I remember seeing correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they go, they go Mitchkov. They tank another year. And then, yeah, All they end it. up with the number one pick in 2024, potentially. This draft class is just uh, it's so loaded at forward. It is then, just it is so ridiculous yeah. how loaded it is at forward. San Jose at number five, bringing them up real quick. I mean, then at this point, it's like, okay, Carlson, Mitchkov, Bedard. Probably Zach Benson here, though. Probably Zach Benson, those type of players. Uh, Zach Benson. Edward Schala is an interesting name for me from Ch- from the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who's got the size. He's got the offensive ability. He's a winger. Um, How'd you pronounce his last name? Schala. Okay, it's pronounced Sale. It's Schala. There's no way. <laughs> oh, man. Hockey names. I have, uh, I'm have. a big them. reader, and I have the biggest problem with all of them. So, yeah, that's... I mean, it's not an entire mock, but we just decided oh, to do the top Montreal. Oh. Fun times going to hate that in about a half it, hour it would be so bad in montreal ends up getting that. Bedard. but then it, then it institutes the new rules where it's like you just won the draft lottery for the last two years you can't win it next yeah, year you better no hope, matter what you, you better hope both of them hit, if, if you not, win it it's a redraw i think uh, yeah i believe it is the redraw gonna be interesting gonna be interesting that's in about 40 minutes here we're gonna take a quick time out come back wrap up the hour and get ready for the 2023 nhl draft lottery coming up at eight o'clock you're listening to the nhl draft lottery's special coverage here on the nightcap you're listening to wgr after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Drops it back. He comes Bernard. Kevin Bernard shoots. Guy in the save. And Bernard holds the line. Bernard back with it. Slides in again. Bernard talks right in. Connor Bernard, the likely 2023 NHL draft first overall pick at this year's World Juniors. It sounded like in that clip, Connor Bernard never did not have the puck. 
I think at one point early on that there was a save. I'm not confident in that. It felt that, like he had the puck the entire time. That arguably was the best performance I have ever seen Connor Bedard have. That game against Slovakia in the mm-hmm. quarterfinals. Oh, uh, man, I'm trying to remember the stat line from that. God, hold on. I'm going to find this because it was just insane. I was like, you're, you're like, that. that is the performance. I, did he have like five points? I mean, I think he factored in every yeah. single goal. I mean, it was just, he was all over the ice. He was all over in the overtime. It was just a matter of, like, that game got to overtime, and it was like, Connor Bedard's going to single-handedly win this game. He is he is just single-handedly talent. And, and it, he was expected to go number one overall before the World Juniors. It was after where I think he had 23 points the entire tournament, Oh, he was, which broke every record. He was slated to go number one overall for like a year and a half. Yeah, it was after that performance. It was yeah. like, guys, there's no one even close to him anymore. Yeah. And, and and it's and he proved that that entire tournament where mm-hmm. I mean and the Sabres fans we were watching Yuri Kulich with Chechia as well as like eight, eight he was a big time performer I think he'd finished with eight points that tournament seven points that tournament but twenty three by Bedard at seventeen years old on a team that does have guys like Adam Fantilli and a few older guys as well from last year's draft class just how exceptional of a talent he is yeah. he really is I mean. I, I compare him probably just because of size wise closer to Sidney Crosby because I know that's the one thing people look at is that he's five ten like you know what happens when he gets in the physical side of the game mm-hmm. and it's just like you brought it up to start the show today it's just what do you mean the physical side of the game like it's, yeah. it, there is of course still hitting and that stuff but it's all about puck possession and skill now and how fast you are and that's that is where Connor Bedard lives yeah and he's also. I think not necessarily unlike McDavid, but really McDavid, we've now just seen these last two seasons where he is shooting the puck and and putting up forty plus goal seasons. He is, you know, Bedard is a guy that's putting up seventy goal seasons yeah. in juniors. He's unbelievable. So talent. here's so just here's how good Connor Bedard is. I'll run it through as best as I can. Mm-hmm. Connor Bedard was the first ever player in the Western Hockey League, to ever be granted exceptional status. Are you familiar with exceptional status, Zach? I believe it's an age thing, correct? Like yes, he can come in correct. early? Yeah. The Canadian Hockey League has a process where certain players, given their their grades, given their playing skills, their production, they have the ability to file for exceptional status, which means they could play in the Canadian Hockey League in juniors at age 15. Bedard was the first and only player, I think, since to be granted exceptional status as a 15-year-old in the Western Hockey League. And the Western Hockey League has a wide reputation of being a pretty offensive league, but it's a rough-and-tumble kind of league. Yep. It's very physical. It's not It's not the Q, where the Q is just wildfire scoring and everything like that. It, the OHL is like the nice combination of yep. the OHL, or the Western Hockey League, and the Q. A lot of scoring, some good physical play. But like the Western Hockey League has widely been known for being a very physical junior league. So he gr- gets the exceptional status, can't play for most of his 15-year-old age year because of the COVID pandemic. Yep. So what does he do? He goes and plays in Sweden for a little while. <laughs> He goes to HV71's program. He plays on their junior team, the junior 18 team, gets one game, goes up to the junior 20 team, gets four games, two goals, two and assists. Not bad. Not, not bad production at all. Then he plays for the Regina Pats for a little bit at the end of that year, gets in 15 games and puts up 28 points in that game, in that frame. <laughs> that is silly. 12 goals, 16 assists. Goes to the under 18 World Championships, 14 points, seven goals, seven assists. He was a under-18 gold medal champion, top three player on a team, and yeah, 
He was rookie of the year in the Western Hockey League. The next year, 21-22, goes to the World Juniors, wins gold medal with Canada in the uh, in the summer edition of that because of the pandemic mm-hmm. again. But in 62 games with Regina, 100 points, 51 goals, 49 assists. Incredible. Then this past year, becomes the captain of the Regina Pats, 57 games, 143 points, 71 goals, 72 assists in that frame. Goes to the World Juniors, wins gold again. He puts up nine goals, 14 assists for 23 points, and single-handedly became the all-time leading scorer in World Junior history. Just unbelievable It talent. is. It is just a small sliver of the type of talent that Connor Bedard truly is. And yes, it's unfortunate that he didn't win the Western Hockey League championship for Regina this year. They ran into a team in Saskatoon that was that was pretty good. You know, they they'd lost recently and got swept by Matthew Savoy and the Winnipeg Ice, but mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like McDavid's draft season when he carried them to the OHL final and lost, but still, there's no denying the fact that Connor Bedard is a special hockey player and is going to do special things in the NHL. Absolutely unbelievable, Tana. We're going to take a quick timeout when we come back. We'll get the NHL draft lottery rolling along as today we are having on the nightcap our special edition for the NHL draft lottery and you are listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.